Hey everyone, just here to give a warning that in this episode there are some discussions of adolescent abuse and self-harm. If you are struggling with mental health issues at the moment, please head to headtohealth.com. Joel and I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we stand, the Wurundjeri people and the Kurnagana people respectively. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to Cinemags, this is a pod- film podcast that I, Matt and Ed, do with my favourite thing on four wheels. It's Joel Anderson. Mm-hmm. Get yourself diagnosed. That's right. Woo! I don't know if I said it, but this is Cinemags. I don't know it, how you could get to this point in the podcast and not know what it's called, but this is what it is. This week... Well, Spotify has a new feature called... Uh, roulette of shit where you just spin (laughs) it's a huge brown (laughs) button that says just fucking pick something (laughs) and then Um, normally the show plays so that's right and uh sometimes when i press that button uh i get a new friend and his name is mr drew mclean welcome drew mclean Mm. thank you um i wish you introduced me as someone with four wheels as well Nah, but that's fine don't have four wheels that's why i didn't do that i'm pretty sure your name is Cruise, cruise. That's and correct. If we know one thing about cruising, it it, it takes four wheels to it, do at least four wheels uh, between mm-hmm. four and sixteen anywhere. anywhere I think you could probably do it on two, but you you just might be like a little bit like unhappy with yourself. You <laughs> probably. <laughs> that's, probably that's not true. true. I've heard of um, <laughs> unicycles. They're pretty cool. Oh. yeah, but that's those. not called cruising. Well, yeah. that's called snoozing. Well, no, it's more like a, it's like a, it's a scale that goes like, there's, there's warm spots on the scale. At one is a very warm spot, right? And then it goes to two and it's kind of, it kind of cools down at three. It's like super cold. And then at four, it spikes right up to like super hot. And then beyond that, you know, it's diminishing returns from there. But yeah. yeah. And sometimes Uh, you have to put it in the fridge to make it warm again. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it, on other times, we have a guest on our podcast that we do, and his name is Drew. Uh, mm-hmm. Who are you, Drew? I, tell us your story. I don't know who you are. I am your favorite friend on 16 Wheels. That's um, right. Because <laughs> I'm a trucker <laughs> of sorts. They're oh. really tiny wheels, though. You can't see them. Of course I am. Because yeah. I um, operate yeah. a toy truck. We all have t- small wheels on the small bottom of our wheels, shoes, and that's, that's why right. we roll down the street. But... To be actually, like, uh, real here, <laughs> which I don't want to be, but I will be, just because you forced my hand in this situation, <laughs> it, Drew is actually the most mentioned person on the podcast. Yeah, who has not been on the podcast history. yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Literally, like, I don't know if you know this, because I don't think you probably listen, because it's not good. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, every now and again, like, almost... I would say every second podcast, your name probably comes up where we're like, I was hanging out with Drew or like, Drew does this thing and that's sort of like this thing or whatever it is. Yeah, I do And normally like, remember. we're really like, we normally really throw you under the bus in those situations as well. Like we normally say something really rude about yeah, you. Yeah, just like talk badly um, about me. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. No, um, <laughs> I've only seen two movies in my life and you actually did podcasts on those. So I listened to those. That's good. What are um, those movies? <laughs> uh, Kill Bill and um, the Searching for Sugar Man documentary. Great. That's, that's a good... If you're going to see two movies, 
Uh, so, sh- should we ask, did you watch Kill Bill the whole thing, or did you watch both yeah. volumes and consider that w- one movie, or...? I watched both volumes and considered it one movie. Mm. I see. So, so the, que- were... the real question is: Did you watch the secret number three that Quentin has hidden in the bushes? Yeah. Well, did you find no, it? No, it's it's secret. It's just outside yeah. your place and like if take I, a left. If I knew what it was, it wouldn't be secret anymore. Yeah, that's true. Well, me and Matt have seen it, but we like don't have hands because he chopped them off. Yeah. And anyway, the definition well, of secret is when Drew it. doesn't know about. <laughs> 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 It's not secret anymore. It's the very well-known part three. That's true. So, like, most languages are pretty fucking secret, man. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Drew, you... Almost every language. You are a, quite an appropriate guest for us to have this week because uh, we watched mid-90s. Uh, one of probably... I, I don't know that I've actually seen that many skate movies, but, like, probably my favourite skateboarding movie. It's fucking cool. <laughs> Apart from... Uh, Dogtown and the Z Boys, whatever True. that movie is actually called, this is probably the most genuine skate film ever made. Yeah, I would by say by far so. and away. Yeah, um, Ge- like in terms of like actual, you know, realism and uh, not non-cultural appropriation. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, yeah. Um, so, Drew, we have a tradition on this show. Well, when I'd say tradition, I mean it's sort of something we do when we remember or when we feel like it. Uh, it's where <laughs> we, whatever movie we have watched that week, whatever that genre is, we try and write a description of the movie uh, in as if it's an alternate genre. And I wrote the description mm-hmm. for Mid-90s this week as if uh, instead of a, like, comedy drama movie, I wrote a description as if it was a skate video. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, that makes sense. That does make so, sense. Yeah, mid-90s idea. is Jonah Hill's skate video debut, featuring clips from Knuckle Smith, Olan Pranet, and Gio Galicia. At one hour and Wait, 25 minutes... Yeah, hear me. <laughs> just say say Nakel's name. Knuckle Smith? <laughs> no, just keep going, just keep going. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> At one hour and 25 minutes, it's the largest, longest skate video I've ever seen, and while... It contains all the staples of, of uh, great music, brutal bales, and running from cops. Hill made the questionable decision to intercut the clips with a child sex scene, an angry white guy crying in a kitchen, <laughs> and a load of clips of skaters just kind of sitting around. Strangest of all was the focus of clips on Sonny Soldich, who can't even fucking ollie. Mm-hmm. And that's mid Yeah, that was weird that he put all that other stuff in the movie. Yeah, it was pretty fucking oh, in the, weird. In the, in, the, in the film, like... like I really didn't understand it, and it would, like, make me cry. Yeah. Yeah, because I was really sad that there were not skateboarding. (laughs) Like, there was all these really emotional and, like, very deep uh, scenes that, you know, uh, it was just confusing for me as a a big skate boy. That's Um, true. And speaking of big skate boys... Speaking uh, of them... (laughs) uh, You guys have been skating... A fair bit yeah. recently, yeah. Um, so this movie, well, I, I, let's 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 go history first, all right? Yeah. So, for sure. Drew, when did you first skateboard? Uh, I was probably like fifteen, and I just sort of rolled around a bit. And mm-hmm. now I'm twenty one, and I started about four months ago, and I continue to just roll around a bit. <laughs> no, a you bit, don't. Maybe a bit more intensely. <laughs> But no. I'd call it like do a you, when you were a, short when you were fifteen, Drew. Did you get like into the culture or and not like, as heavily as phase? I have now? I don't think I had very yeah. good access being at like a 
yeah, small school town. and not having many mm-hmm. friends that were really into it. It didn't really expose me very much to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt and I had, like, the the luck, I would say, that we both sort of got into it at a similar time yeah. as well as a couple other friends. And there was a bit of a... That was a really great time in our lives yeah. where we got really into it for a while. And especially, like... Like I, I spent a lot of time practicing tricks and and going out for skating sessions and stuff, but almost even more than that was like sitting and watching YouTube videos. Yeah, definitely. Like so much, and like the majority of media that I was consuming at that point was skate shit. And yeah, like, without a doubt, I, I have rediscovered the love of that. Drew and I have started just doing mm-hmm. that over the last like six months or so. We've been skating more and like. It's just so fucking cool because, like, you know, a, a lot of this stuff is, like, tricks that... W- not not serious, necessarily, like, tricks and spots that Drew and I are trying, but, like, you know, we know what's going on on the screen, right? Like, I, yeah. I feel like it's almost like a... a, a I don't know. It's kind of like being being part of a club, you know? <laughs> like, knowing what's going on. It's a subculture thing. Yeah, it's totally a subculture thing, yeah. Um, well, you get to dive into this world of... Uh, essentially, an alien world where, like, a good example is... You watch something like Skateline, and it yeah, just sounds yeah, like Skateline gibberish that he's saying. Yeah, <laughs> that he's saying. Who and uh, because he's like naming the tricks, and you're like, "What the fuck? Are you what? 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 What did you just say? <laughs> what did you just say? Yeah. Like this guy just like jumped down some stairs, and then you're like, "Oh, he did a back heel switch flip, <laughs> or whatever the fuck." <laughs> a front side nolly dolphin flip. <laughs> yeah, there's front some side. stupid yeah. ass Jobkeeper. skateboard. Names. <laughs> Drew, <laughs> Drew said that. Drew, you said that, like, when we were out skating someone, you just said, like, really quietly, you're like, oh, man, you could do, like, a frontside job keeper. <laughs> you could. <laughs> really right. impressive. For those who don't know, job keeper is welfare. For people yeah, it's that COVID welfare. That lost their job during mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah. It's also a skateboarding trick. Also, it's quite apt. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what it looks like because no one knows. You actually have to close your eyes everyone t- every time someone does a job keeper mm-hmm. um, because the government's taken it away. Anyway, yeah. uh, this is a good movie and it has a guy in it called Nakal Smith uh, and he's a real skateboarder. So is um, mm-hmm. Olin Prina. And, so is all of the ones yeah, that so skate. Yeah, so is basically all of the skater characters. Yeah, so yeah. Um, Nakal Smith is like... He's so cool, man. <laughs> he, I yeah, did a little bit I, of research on him. He's like, he does so much. He has much ten shit. shoes for Adidas. That's more does than like really? literally any any Fucking any hell. basketballer I, had, like, I think two. has ever had. Dude, no, he has ten. That's crazy. Oh, and that, he might have even more now because when I when I learned about that, that that's like an older interview. Yeah. However, like I'll just tell this story that I've been wanting to tell. I've been thinking about this the last couple of days since watching the movie. So, this is, I think it's like 2013, right? And I had just discovered Tyler the Creator. And oh, therefore, yeah. And therefore, Odd Future. And I'm watching this uh, YouTube video where it's Odd Future's first time in New York, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this freestyle rap session that they do. And there's this guy that is clearly in Odd Future. And obviously at that point, like, I wasn't so across Odd Future that I knew all the members. And he was a member of Odd Future, one of the ones on the outskirts a little bit more. And 
it's Nock, and he's doing, he does this, like, rap, right? Where everyone else does the rap, and then he does a rap, and it's all a rap, right? And it's really great. <laughs> and I, like, to be, to, to like, the, I really, really loved those videos, like, those uh, videos just about their p- more personality-based at the time, um, like, interviews with Tyler or anything like that. Um, and I would hear little things, and one little thing was... Tyler being like, so we're in New York, uh, we got everyone here, and Mikey is filming. And for those of you who don't know, he was referring to Mikey Alfred, who is the producer on this movie, and to me, the reason that this movie is good, <laughs> right? So Jonah Hill, obviously, amazing director, but the entire like cast, or almost the entire cast, comes from the world of Illegal Civ which is yeah. not a skating skate company. It's more than that. It's actually, like, legitimately a film company now. I just want to say, like, shout out to to the first teen movie studio, which is the, uh, the studio that he has created. Um, an amazing person, like, incredible. It's so interesting go- to go back and see, like, every, like, small uh, personality, smaller than Earl and Tyler and Frank, also has gone on to be an incredible creative genius in their own right or an incredible athlete or whatever it is or a business person. Um, And for the the case of Mikey, he's got a film that's coming out probably in March from what I've been able to to, uh, figure out on the internet um, called North Hollywood, which is what, to me, what this movie is... You know, this movie is the building block that North Hollywood will stand upon because Jonah Hill, this is like a very like uh, inspired by Jonah Hill's life story in terms of all the sort of cultural things are things that related directly to him. And to be fair, like a lot of people in the mid-90s had a very similar experience and that's why the movie works so well because it's so genuine. Mikey... Will t- I will I think will take that to an even further extent, because this this film that's going to come out, um, is is going to essentially be his story, or an extrapolated version of that. And another big difference is they don't need that Hollywood Hollywood man to come in and help for this film anymore, because they have all the recognition and all the um, prowess to make it themselves at this point. So that's really exciting. And yeah, that's uh, my really long-winded thing I wanted to say. <laughs> and that's not to diminish like uh, Jonah's directing prowess because he this movie is perfect. Yeah, and he, perfect d- he didn't make this movie by himself. Like there's a full yeah, team yeah, and for sure. it's a fucking whole team of like cool-ass people. The, um, I was going to... I was waiting for you to bring that up, Joel, that um, Knuckles Smith had done stuff with Odd Future because that was like... Like, us getting into Odd Future and us getting into skateboarding when we were, like, I don't know, 14, 15, whatever it was, like, was... I feel like they sort of went hand-in-hand back then, right? For sure. So, that was just, like, a a good little little link for our early teenage years. But, um, yes, so, Drew McLean, you came in this podcast to talk. Tell us, what did you (laughs) think of this movie? Um, I thought it was, yeah, great. Um, I don't know, to... To go on top of um, what you were saying about like Nakel Smith and uh, Odd Future, 
did he, from what I'm aware, he like went on tour because he's a musician as well at this point. Yes. He went on tour with um, yeah, like so, a sweatshirt, didn't he? So I've been following him on Instagram like for a long ass time. And he makes like a, a bunch of rap, uh, rap music, which is like great. And really like probably the first time you guys, I would say, ever heard him possibly would have been on The Wolf. He has just like a random verse on that album and it's fucking awesome. It's on one of like the hardest songs ever. It's really fucking great. Can't remember the name of the song. Trash Wang. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's, he's been doing that since, since the, the beginning of Odd Future. Like that was like their creative nexus then was Odd Future. And obviously it took people from different worlds, but they all met in a musical arena. Yeah. So, and, yeah. um, in, in 2015, uh, him and Earl Sweatshirt, uh, they became Hog Slaughter Boys, which was the duo. Did you guys ever get yeah. into that? Uh, I think a little bit, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, they did have a tour. Yeah. He was he would have been on a bunch of those tours and stuff. And I think uh a lot of the skate shit would coincide with uh the different tours. Now I mean I know like Illegal Civ did the music videos for what's his name name? He did Pony that album. Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Michelangelo the Ninja yeah. Turtle, who also features in the first shot of this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the Ninja Turtle. Um yeah, so th- this movie is like uh as Joel you were talking about, it's like Jonah Hill's sort of love letter to his his childhood and just like to the mm-hmm. 90s in general and like we were all born in like 99 or 2000, but I feel like there's still a lot of like 90s pop culture that rubbed off on us growing up like yeah. there's... there's really no difference to the experience of like discovery. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We we yeah. weren't necessarily like discovering um, the same like things, specific yeah. things. Yeah, like I, I'm thinking about yeah. like the like '90s fashion was obviously pretty pretty. Uh, I mean '90s and 2000s fashion. I feel like wasn't wasn't that different. But um, I don't know, like, I'm just thinking about the the collection of Jordans that Ian has. Um, mm-hmm. Sonny's older brother is like, man, so such a good collection, and also like not the kind of collection that your everyday, like, poor teenage boy would have in, like, 2020, you know? Like, that's, like, you know, thousands of dollars worth of shoes he had there that he bought for, I don't know, 80 bucks off the shelf, whatever, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's... um, I really appreciate, like, 90s fashion, 90s, like, basketball culture and stuff, too. Like, I'm really into that. Um, That character is such a... First of all, like, just a fantastically played character. He's fantastic. And secondly, it's just a great way of, like, having that meeting of the cultural worlds of like the the rap music and shit because yeah. obviously as a scra- as a skate group they're like just skating yeah so and and the film is about that world but in the in an effort to make it this cultural uh melting pot which was uh rap and and skating and and even like hip hop dancing and all all sorts of shit. Yeah. Like that was his way of like getting that into the movie. And as you said, first five minutes, literally at like the five minute mark, he's holding a Jordan in his hand and he's looking at Wu Tang CDs yeah. on the on the wall and stuff. And for me, like when I first watched this film, I when particularly the Wu Tang thing, when I saw like the poster, 
I was like, oh shit, <laughs> where I'm in for something. You know what I mean? Like, it gets me like so like amped up yeah, to see definitely. all that that stuff. The opening credits are such a like, it's just so it's such a nice nice just like sort of meander through like '90s pop culture, and it, it's just like mm-hmm. it, it is so aware of how I, I, the, these kind of shots are repeated throughout the movie, but like it's so aware of what people like what its audience love to see. Like the the opening credits just being like like a bunch of CDs, a bunch of like posters on the wall of music and movies and stuff, just like really 90s stuff. And then there's a few like shots of the skate shop and of some skateboarding stuff. Like when um when Ray gives Sunburn uh that motor skateboard, that deck, and he grips it for him, there's just like there's like one or two shots and it just holds on him as he fully goes through the process of gripping the board. And it's just like, it knows that it's mm-hmm. skateboarding porn for anyone watching. Oh, like, it's like, anyone yeah. thinking it's about like some like the first ASMR time they get shit. Yeah, it's awful. It's like skateboard gripping ASMR. It's just like, yeah. makes you feel so good. <laughs> yeah, do you remember the first time you got your skateboard, Drew? Uh, not really, no. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't go to a Did skate you get shop a and complete? get it gripped? No, I didn't get a complete. I've never bought a complete. It was <laughs> good. You're pure. Yeah. Um, but no, <laughs> they did grip it for me at the shop, but I was like, mm. I was quite young. Yeah. I don't necessarily yeah. remember it, but. Um, gripping, gripping your own board is a beautiful process. <laughs> it's, it's really fun. I have a very distinct memory of a Christmas when I got uh, an Enjoy board, which is still maybe my favorite board to this day, which is just the white Enjoy board with the colorful yeah, color text. Letters, yeah. It's just just looks so good when you flip it. Um, and just for context, I don't skate anymore, so this is all You're phony retired. bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm too big to skate. Uh, anyway, uh, they, I, I, um, <laughs> I went on brailed. No, not even brailed. It was who's that? Who's that guy who did all the skate tutorials? Oh, that was Spencer Nuzzi. Um, if that's what Spencer Nuzzi. Yeah, the, the so guy from Braille is Spencer on Nuzzi. Aaron. Aaron. Braille yeah, or something. fuck those guys. He's a Scientologist or something, isn't he? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea, but I would believe that. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, um, yeah, so I watched this Spencer Nuzzy video. By the way, the other other week, Matt and I were hanging around and we're like, fucking, what happened to Spencer Nuzzy? <laughs> and I look up, I look up his name and the first result is, is drug overdose. And I was just like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> like, my heart fucking sank. Turns out, I, that was. I guess maybe he overdosed. I I don't even know, but he's definitely still alive. Yeah, he's and fine. Has like the most um, promotional Instagram of all time. Yeah. Like every post is like multiple promotions that he's doing. Like it's like a skate company, a weed, yeah. <laughs> like uh, like some sort of yacht experience. He does. He does. He does so much. Like promo stuff for for weed companies and for skateboarding companies and he'll just do like videos on instagram like uh just got this box of like weed and hoodies today (laughs) 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 sounds fucking great um everyone go buy this weed and this hoodies yeah but anyway honestly like so i sat down and i i i i watched this spencer nazi video and uh got a got a uh, razor and a screwdriver and I scraped the edges of the, like yeah. laid it flat. I'd have done it a couple times before, but this was like, for whatever reason, this sticks out probably cause I wasn't in my own house. I was somewhere else. And yet I still like 
got a bunch of this shit that was it. Like I was at a family friend's house and I was like, do you guys have razors or whatever? Because <laughs> so, I want to I want to do kickflips in your backyard. <laughs> and <laughs> so I, I did that and I put the trucks on and I put the fucking trucks on wrong. And then I go outside and this is like just before Christmas dinner. And I go outside and I try and uh, Ollie or whatever it was. And I didn't realize that the trucks are on in the wrong way. And I just fucking like slam like, really hard on my, on my leg. Shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and then I couldn't skate for like the rest of the couple days. Hell yeah. After that, even though I probably did anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, Drew, Drew, you've recently had an in- skating injury. Do you want to talk about that? No, it wasn't a skating injury. Oh, true, it, was, it wasn't even. It was a jogging injury. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it did Which affect skating. 50% of skating is jogging. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You sprained your ankle, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. Right? I bruised it. From yeah, running it went in some gross line. colors, but I'm, I'm back into it now, which is nice, but it's just yeah. kind of yeah. scary. You were like, like reverse for, for like, uh, there was like a few days afterwards where you were like, oh, no, nah, I shouldn't like, shouldn't go out, shouldn't, shouldn't skate, whatever. And then after like four or five days, your ankle was still swollen and everything. And we were like, ah, oh, yeah, I think I'm just going to go. It doesn't hurt that much. Like, let's just go and try it. We went skating and you were like, yeah, I'm really scared, but it's not that bad. Yeah. It I'm, like hurt more after every time. I shouldn't have been doing that, too. but I think it was yeah. worth it in the end, considering I'm fine now. I just want to throw back to what I was saying about Mikey Alfred. I'm so like, I tried not to get uh, hyped about films, Why but not? I am particularly hyped we do a, because, what, because we I, do a like the whole lot, man, because well, yeah, but the films are already out when we do them ah, that's true. You know, most of the time. <laughs> so I just like to have like lower expectations. So I don't fuck myself up if, yeah. if the movie isn't good or whatever it is. No, I think it's fine. But to I'm fine to be happy. But there's a quote, there's a quote for, from Alfred, uh, uh, Mikey Alfred, um, that really like sums up sort of why I think that this movie North Hollywood is going to be so special. He, he said, "I was put on Earth to make movies about skating, and nothing can stop me from that." <laughs> That's great. That's really serious. <laughs> it's fucking <but> amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, I I watched this movie last night. I, I've seen it. Uh, th- I think this is my second or third time seeing it. I think I watched it for the first time like a year ago. Um, but last night I watched it with my girlfriend Lauren, who has just started skating. I I she was trying to get into it, and I found a board in hard rubbish that I gave to her just because it was free. And um, she skated that to the ground and then bought a new one recently. And, like, she's, like, learned how to ollie and shove it and stuff. And so watching this movie, like, in the scene where um, Sonny is outside his house and he's doing, he's practicing those ollies over and over and he gets, like, this shitty little one and he's, like, running around screaming and shit. Like, that just, oh, man, that that just captures that moment of, like, especially the first Mm. time you get a trick down. It's just, like... Oh, the euphoria, man. It's beautiful. It's but. almost... It's it's so, like, totally accurate. Like, I feel like all those moments were at the end of night after you had dinner or whatever. Yeah. And, like, you had been playing... You've been trying the rest of the day. And for whatever reason, you kind of get it. But in your head... Like, you probably don't even get it correctly. Yeah. But in your head, it's just like, that is the greatest fucking feeling on the planet Earth. Totally. And I was thinking when I... So, I, I like you... I, I think I watched this movie... When it came out, 
and then another random time where I paid half attention to it, and then again the other night. When on this watch of it, I really like paid attention to the acting in the film because it is just astounding to me how great the acting yeah, is. Yeah, no kidding. Especially for a lot of people just being totally new to the acting realm. Mm. Um, coming into this film and being cast based on their skateboarding ability, which is what really makes you know yeah. the movie so legit. Yeah. Um, um, to to watch Sonny um, do that scene or do any scene where he can't skate yeah. is so amazing <laughs> because when you like actually know how to handle the board, like I I can't even imagine how difficult it would be to like try and unlearn that. And like try yeah, and act yeah. like you don't know how the fuck to like do things. Yeah, <laughs> because Sonny's an, because he's an amazing skater. skater. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like he does it totally seamlessly. Mm. I mean, just like absolutely aces that entire role. For sure. And especially to have to have a movie where you are the you are the make or break of the entire film um, at such a young age as well. And to pull it off that well is just such a monumental achievement to me. Yeah. Uh, um, very well done. And that actor you were talking about before earlier, you mentioned um, the older brother character, Ian. He's uh, played yeah. by a guy called Lucas Hedges, who um, yeah. is also in yeah. Boy Erased and a bunch of other things. He he is... Yeah. His name's Ian in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lucas Hedges is like 24 and he's been in like... 20, 20 plus movies already in his life. Mm-hmm. Like he is just smashing that shit. But he he's played a bunch of sort of like um, angsty, emotional, for for better or for worse, um, emotional like teenage boy characters. And he's obviously just yeah. been smashing those roles. But like he is just. But interestingly, like most of those characters, when I looked them up, they seem to be more like on the heartthrob side of things. Whereas this guy is just a straight up like teen bully. Like he's yeah. like. Like the quintet- quintessential, like what an abusive brother looks like <laughs> but, to me. But he's he, also he just pulls it off perfectly. The character is also like well written because he has depth. Like mm-hmm. it, there's a couple of For little sure. scenes where you get this allusion to like like when he's he's talking to Sonny about like my mum was different when I was a kid to when you were a kid. Like there's this allusion to like okay when he was a little kid there was some more sort of maybe more fucked up shit going on in the house and that is part of the reason that or yeah part of the reason that he is like he is you know like so resentful things like yeah. that come from a basis of trauma so and like that's just mm-hmm. that's a a really well written conversation too because it's very sort of read between the lines kind of shit like it's for sure yeah, it, oh this well the 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 writing on this movie is just it just works so well yeah especially with um sorry to cut you off but with that scene no i'm talking it. about um like what their mother was like when he was younger. It's a very um, strange scene considering they're both like playing a PlayStation one together. And it's I like, know. Mm-hmm. it's almost like um, he's having like a slight dig at, um, at Stevie, but like they're also bonding over something. It's almost like they're, they're bonding and they're not necessarily thinking about it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. That, like it's this moment of connection for these characters that we otherwise have seen like, we've just seen them like fighting and yelling at each other. Right. Like, and it's such a, it's, it's, it does a really good job of showing that like being a teenage boy and like not exactly knowing how to have like an emotional conversation kind of shit. Cause as you say, like they're sitting there focused on a video game. They're not comfortable enough to like, just, you know, sit down and pay attention to each other and look at each other in the eyes and be like, Hey, I am feeling this way. You know, like they are, they're just doing that like awkward sort of, 
weird beating around the bush almost. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, like coming at it from like an attacking point, like yeah. what he's really trying to say is this is why I hold so much resent- yeah. resentment for you because like you represent, uh, I don't know, like... The childhood I wish I had. Yeah, something that I didn't get to have as I was growing exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah, and they have this mutual thing of the video game and that allows them to have like a, a almost like that, as you were saying, bonding, but then that bond allows him to finally say something that is emotionally um, uh, vulnerable. Yeah. Allows him to be vulnerable for the first time there. And there's a bit where uh, Sonny comes home um, after drinking, et cetera, and he chases him around the house and then, like, hits him... Those all the punches in this film are like incredibly impactful, yeah. just because of the way they've done the audio, um, and the acting as well. And then, and then, uh, he sort of rolls off him and lays up against the like oven or whatever and starts those, these like guttural crying noises, which might be like top five most realistic cry yeah, I've ever yeah, seen in a movie know, right? because. Because most times, a lot of times in movies, when people cry, there it's just like, oh, where, where, or whatever it is. But <laughs> or when you see someone like in a very, yeah, in a very actually traumatic situation, that and I've t- talked about this a bit on the podcast before, their tears sound strange. Like the the cries and moans that they're making sound like totally at ends with any other sound that they're making in their life because they're at it like it's such a point of like trauma i guess is is the word to use yeah it's just like i thought that 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 exact moment like really affected me yeah um it's just like this like very raw like like he's just throwing emotion out there like you can't even categorize it as crying because he's like kind of half screaming and wailing and moaning like it's just like yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to watch um oh yeah it's like he's he's totally just battling living. Yes, like, totally. I was watching this um, with my brother at the time and it's yeah. it was the type of sort of like emotional outburst that makes you question like, especially for my brother, he he said he was like, like he was just beating up his brother. He does that like all the time. Like why, what, what was that like screaming about? Like why, what did that like mean? Because it was just, I, I would say such a mixture of like, multiple like emotions conflicting that like mm-hmm. possibly he didn't even know why he was having totally. this exactly yeah. specific outburst yeah well yeah because it's I- like he was almost done with being abusive to his brother yeah. like he was starting to realize how horrible he had been yeah to his brother well, because his brother is just like legitimately going out and doing things that uh, you know as the movie continues to to go on you uh, are very toxic things but as a general basis to all those things what's happening is he's just having fun and he's found his like niche and his brother's not been able to do that through anything except for escapism yeah and, and so he's like scene, in a way very jealous that scene is also brought on by stevie actually standing up for himself which is the first time we see him yeah, do that to his brother exactly. he can only do that like as a drunk year old, 11 year old which is a strange situation but like <laughs> He, he actually, like, says to Ian's face, like, you're a fucking pathetic loser or something. You have no exactly. friends or something. Which is, like, evidently, it seems kind of true for Ian because he's, he's got a lot of other shit going on. But, like, I don't know. I, I feel like 
for Stevie to actually say that to him, like for someone to actually identify what he is so obviously so terrified of like acknowledging would be like, that would just be so much. And he's obviously got like issues with controlling his anger. So like, how does he do, how does he deal with like my little brother, the, the one that I'm meant to have power over is like laughing at me because he's realizing what I'm, what, what I actually am and what I'm like scared to be. So he just has so much yeah. emotion and he gets out in the terrifying chase scene and some some animalistic whales. It's a great like three act like story for him, or the character progression for that character is just impeccable because we have like the first scene of him literally like, just punching the shit out of Sonny, and then like the dinner where he's totally unreceptive to this awesome gift that he get, gets given mm. by Sonny. And then that bit where there's, like, the explosion of that pent-up abuse um, and just general life trauma. And then one of the most tear-jerking scenes to me in a film ever, which is the hospital scene, mm. especially the bit where it cuts and... and uh, he's just sitting over the bed, um, just staring at Sonny. And he's got the um, he's got the orange he's, juice for him. Yeah, yeah, that bit is, yeah. So when you watch this with your brother, yeah, Drew, do you like? Are you like talking throughout it? Because I I imagine it's like I don't know. This movie is so, and I think this is the case for most coming of age movies especially when you're watching it with someone that you literally came of age like with which is your brother yeah it it can be like impossible not to be like hey i relate this to my life i relate this to my life whatever the only yeah. response that i would give to that is the similar of like um not necessarily talking about like many emotion based things so like when mm. the scene was Mass in the hospital and he hands um, he he hands Stevie the orange juice. We both just sort of said, like, why does the orange juice always look like fucking gross in this movie? <laughs> because <laughs> have it you does. actually had orange juice in a hospital? Because that's what it is. Yeah, it's I think it's up. orange juice in America. <laughs> Can we yeah, fact check true. that, Matt? Uh, yeah. it's just, just like, like an orange. But there's probably a lot drink. of tears of orange juice as well. <laughs> The, the bottles like, as well get, were like, very, really like, 90s-looking, if I could ever say that about, like, yeah. orange juice. <laughs> you know, those classic 90s orange juice bottles. <laughs> no, no, that's that's actually totally true. Every single... So, Jonah, this is, this is, like, the artistic genius or part of it for Jonah in this movie. Every piece of trash on the ground outside is a piece of trash from the 90s. Every single piece of clothing is a piece of clothing from the 90s. I, All the cars, obviously, are from the 90s. I would say less There's so artistic, much attention to detail. I, I would say less artistic would, genius and more huge budget on behalf, on the part of Jonah Hill. Um, huge we, what? I would say less artistic genius and more huge budget from Jonah Hill. I would say, like... Oh, for sure, I, for I, sure. Don't, I don't know that... Yes, that attention to detail is great and it's, it's fantastic to see, like, love and care, but... I, I, yeah, I don't want to heap on the praise to Mr. Hill, who is, you know, one of the one of the richest actors in Hollywood in our generation. <laughs> yeah. And interestingly enough, like, I don't want to 
take any way away like how powerful and incredible this film is. I mean, to me, this film is. I love coming of age films, and I yeah. skated, yeah. so I literally like draw so many Very fucking personal. parallels to this movie yeah. that it is just unbelievably personal. And in that way, uh, I absolutely adore it. But there was been a couple things like, for example, Mikey Alfred. And that's kind of the reason that I was like, this movie that's coming up, uh, uh, North Hollywood, is is the real, the real, what, mid-90s, not what mid-90s should have been, but like, uh, yeah, what I said earlier about it. Uh, Mikey Alfred said, and... Nikel has said this as well, that they no longer associate themselves with Jonah. Interesting. And I couldn't find... I can't find anything as to why, but, like, that says a lot about your character as a person when these people that, in my personal opinion, are, like, true artists and just... just uh, I just have, like, a particular love for uh, saying... Um, publicly disparaging yeah they don't want to hang out with you yeah 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 um so something i also want to talk about with this movie and i think we're finding with a lot of like a lot of current movies as we're moving away from like traditional narrative structure and particularly a24 movies because they've been a a big header for that um the pioneer for this yeah they are not necessarily concerned with having a three-act structure and having a conclusion to every story because, like, the end of this story is is an exclamation point but also sort of a dot, 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 right? Like, we, we end with the car mm-hmm. crash and then we end with in with them in the hospital. We have a little bit of a sort of up note on the brother situation and then it's, it's sort of assumed, it's implied that... Um, fuck shit which is like one of the best character names in in ever um that fuck shit is like has sort of been shocked into thinking more about like his life and you know how much how how responsible he's being and everything because he almost killed this little kid from drunk driving and and nuck is like uh on the precipice of becoming pro yeah and you can sort of tell that that's going to happen yeah yeah but we don't necessarily have conclusions you know we don't get answers yeah Yeah. these are sort of like implications you know we we have these sort of hints that like okay maybe things are starting to turn around but there is like you could make another three movies about the next three years in these kids lives and like just see them either end up in really shit places again or like it's just like I, I really like that it knows where it wants to conclude the story you know like mm-hmm. we don't get yeah, we don't get specific detail in a lot of these little um, plots, like the the family plot with like their relationship with the mum. You know, we don't learn a lot about that. We don't have any real full stop on that, except for the fact that like she sort of seems to acknowledge that the the other skateboarders are friends. You know, that they, they are actual friends of Stevie um, in the hospital when they've stayed there overnight for him. But like, I just appreciate the sort of self control of this movie, and and it's not. It's not really concerned with giving us this like great beautiful ending moment where they all walk out yeah. and they've all fucking won the skate competition or whatever, right? Like, it's nice. There's a clear intention of being a window to a time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's like, that's exactly how I would have put it as well. That it's it's meant to be such a short snippet into a very like quick development of Stevie's life. And I think that's yeah. the best way it could have ended because 
you know, you're not going to have a short snippet of life where things are changing so dramatically and then you just have everything figured out. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It would make it very unrealistic. I think a really good example of that, um, and then they actually subvert it, is in Mummy. Um, yeah, dude. I guess, which I um, finally watched oh the other God, night. Man, everyone should watch that movie. I actually tried to watch it with Drew, like one random night. But I refused. Remember that, Drew? And and no, but I had like a shitty copy of it, and I didn't realize it was on Stan. Um, it was that movie that is in one by one. Yeah, the, the and there was the like all sorts of shit in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, no, that is actually how the movie is. Like, it is in one by yeah. one, and it's a fucking absolute, oh, it's brilliant movie. It? Yeah. Anyway, and there's a bit in the movie where they, no, no spoilers here, but you see the the entire progress of this this individual's life that the movie is about. Um, and it, at that point in the movie, I'm going, what the fuck? This is terrible. Like, what the. F- <laughs> Like, why are you showing all of this shit? Like, it doesn't even make any sense and it doesn't look good. It, it, it doesn't work for what the rest of the story yeah, had been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they end up subverting that and, and whatever. But um, in 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 an effort to be as, mo- as emotionally and as, I'll say, historically powerful as this film is, you need to have, like, loose ends. Yeah, And have I it agree. be open. And that way everyone can enter into the world and... and come out you know not unscathed but like you know with having that experience and you know open it up to the re- like the rest of their life i guess yeah totally yeah. um the other thing i want to mention is the um we talked about it a little bit in a recent episode on on boy um but the child perspective in movies um and you yeah. see it uh, very very strongly in another movie also another a24 movie called florida project um but it's uh, Great movies that are that feature child protagonists and the cinematic language is very indicative of like the of children like are not really understanding the serious adult shit that is going on in their world right and and in this we see it in like an abusive family environment and the um like mental health issues of some characters and we like we have the conversation that um Ray and fuck shit have about like like experiencing racism you know being in certain neighborhoods which is apparently like ray telling that story was actually taken from nakel telling that story like that that was something that he experienced yep um yeah. uh, to to cut in a bit like that is one of the things that makes mikey alfred and illegal civ so fucking good is in uh their skate parts and their short films um uh particularly ic3 uh, is a great example. Um, they have those moments of, say, Nuck, like talking to a security guard and explaining the entire life's lifestyle and purpose of a skater. Yeah, and like he's like just has this incredible way with words where he's able to put these things so succinctly, and like that certainly, as you were saying, comes through in the movie, and it, and it is a way of having these like more. Um, themes that are very important to this world but hard to uh, explain or hard to see through the lens of a, a, a white kid from, yeah. like, L.A., you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I really appreciate movies that... I think I've just started to notice it more, particularly since we talked about it on Boy, like, movies that 
use cinematic language to sort of uh, align the viewer with the protagonist, right? So, like, the way that mm-hmm. some things are shot and the way that, like, characters talk about these, like, really serious adult things that they're experiencing, like, you know, abuse and racism, whatever, it's... It, I, I just think it does a really good job of sort of putting us in the future of shoes of a child where that's not necessarily... Your, your focus isn't on calling the cops because you live in a domestic abuse environment. It's just about, like, fucking landing mm-hmm. an ollie. <laughs> like, that is your and, focus. And it's also, like, not even domestic abuse. It's just, like, my brother beats me up sometimes. In fact, yeah, yeah, totally. I'm not even going to yeah. tell anyone that. I'm just going to show up with a black exactly. eye and that's, like, not even spoken about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I think that the real moments where that's the, there's sort of, like, the break in that and you get... One of the best ones is where... Nakel and uh, Sonny's characters don't know people's names. Uh, they have that that sort of a little heart to heart, deep and yeah, yeah, deep and meaningful yeah. outside the skate, out the back of the skate shop. Um, and also the bit where um, fuck shit explains how he has a philosophy that uh, of of not trying to put effort into life yeah. and just trying to live yeah. or whatever it is, and and. Nikel is like, well, I come from a different place from you and I'm trying to escape that place and I want to have goals and dreams and and succeed at those things. And, yeah, those bits in particularly, in particularly? <laughs> in particular, uh, like, yeah, super powerful for the messages that the movie is trying to put across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Drew, did you, did you have a favourite scene or, like, skate clip from the movie? I do really like the um, the scene of, I guess the uh, nickname giving of um, of uh, sunburn, um, yeah, to show his like understanding yeah. of racism and stuff like that, yeah, um, yeah. or just just people. He doesn't yeah. even understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's a black person? Yeah. I very much, um, <laughs> so I very much funny. resonate with um, his nickname because I have been sunburned in my life. Um, Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the connection point for me, man. <laughs> but um, yeah. Also, on top of that, I guess that whole scene. Um, my brother, as I was saying, um, he is he is quite like um, I guess a bit more straight edge, and he's always been quite um well educated. And I think, especially yeah. during this scene, watching all of the um, the the kids like discussing, I guess like um. The way they were discussing things made them seem quite uneducated. And my brother was just saying, like, how can Stevie be, like, so attracted to the idea of, like, hanging out with these guys? And yeah. I don't know, like, he's never gotten into skateboarding or anything like that. And I yeah. personally have. And I sort of did understand, especially with Stevie being so young and his, like, mind being so... um Totally easily persuaded I feel like I do understand especially how he had such a desire to be friends with them yeah absolutely yeah. and I mean I and to me Drew it's like almost I feel like we have similar moments sometimes because we're all from a rural area and we go to the city and people are like hey what what school like <laughs> like they're just talking about their lives and it, 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 it's a total it's totally different place that they're coming from in a literal like and they're like, hey, I, uh, um, I don't know. I was at this club the other night and I was on MDMA 
what do you think about that? Uh, what, and you're like, uh, uh, what? Tell me what the you fuck think about you're talking that. about to me? <laughs> what do you think about yeah. that? And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's pretty cool. I, I, I don't understand that, but yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. that's like... Like alien world thing. Yeah. That, Drew, that, that like thing about sort of different crowds and... Uh, yeah, like maybe your brother, he's not a skateboarder, right? And those people really wouldn't be his crowd, but like any... I feel like particularly young males can totally understand the like looking up to older people and just being like, oh, fuck, they're so cool. Like, you yeah. know, even even whatever it is, like 12 to 17 or whatever the age gap is in this movie, just, like, looking up to those people, I, I, like, I totally had... I, I still have moments. I'm fucking 20. I'll walk into a skate shop now and I'll be, like, looking at, I don't know, like, one of the employees or something, and I'll be like, man, they're cool. <laughs> like, Speaking it's just of the skate shop, yeah, tell who me. the hell ran the skate shop? Oh, it was. I I think it was uh, Ray. I I don't know. Well, no, this it, up was it was just some random who... character, and I think they're in the background in a couple scenes. Oh, yeah, but it's like yeah, because it's like a natural adult who owns a business. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say there's not like just a bunch of like seventeen year olds sitting on beanbags who just like, you know, you never see them unpacking stock or like yeah, true, anything true. like that. They're usually sitting on beanbags and like. Yeah. Talking yeah. about and like, they just leave in the middle of like what seems to be their shift. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's <laughs> sure. no one else in there at like, that point, so that was very like confusing to me. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I think I've, I think apparently that is like realistic to the area and like, also the, the time, time. like because yeah. it's based on uh, Jonah's like actual skate shop that he went to as a kid. Right. Apparently, um, in fact, it's like called Motor, and like that skate shop in real life was called like stick shift or yeah. some bullshit well, like that. You it know was I mean? on, like, it was on yeah. this one. It was on motor Avenue, which is why the local skate company was motor. Um, yeah. but I, I just, yeah. just remembered like the, the skate shop environment reminds me of one of my favorite mm, skate I know shops. What you're gonna say. Um, it's a <laughs> skate shop in Portland, Maine, and it's a, oh. we'll talk about whatever you want after Joel, but in Portland, Maine, which is a city that I lived in for a little while um, recently, there's a little skate shop and a little local skate company called Motion, M-O-C-E-A-N. Um, and they sold me a deck that was like, had a paint, this beautiful painting by like a local artist that had printed onto decks. And this was like within a week of me arriving in the city. I didn't know anyone except the people I was staying with. And I walked into the shop and I was like chatting to the guy who I bought the the deck off and uh, he brought me over as I, I bought it. Then he brought me over to a little workbench like they have in this movie and I started to grip it and like set up my new board. And there was a couple of couches and like musical instruments around and there was three like people around my age who were just sitting there and I started a conversation with them and then they turned out to be my like friends for the whole summer that I lived there like just because I was in a skate shop and I would like like I went skating with them they like showed me around the city and and around the state like it was so beautiful like it it was kind of exactly what happened in this movie though yeah Mm -hmm. it was so beautiful like we had like a almost not not quite as to that extent that you're talking about that's like fucking a dream situation But we went to like uh, Queensland together as kids. Oh yeah, for and real. we went to this one. Yeah. We went to this one skate. What was it called? Uh, skate like, source. Skate. Skate source. Skate source. And we like, we spent like way too much money yeah. on shit there, yeah. just because we went in there and the people were just like so cool. Yeah. In fact, literally, I remember. This is actually so related to what's going on in this film. We went to the skate shop. There was no one there, and there's a skate park right across the street. <laughs> yeah. 
and the guy comes skating across the street and he's like, hey, what do you guys want? Yeah. <laughs> like he he worked there. Like he literally doesn't intend the store. Yeah. He just goes, he's just like just keeping an eye yeah. out on the other side of the street. When we were when we were gonna fly up to Queensland, I had brought my skateboard, I think I I brought it in carry-on or I bought just my trucks in carry-on or something, and they wouldn't let me take it on. And they fucking took my whole setup and they threw it in the garbage. <laughs> it was just like, you know, full like trucks wheels bearings board everything they threw it in the garbage and i was like oh well uh okay that's that that sucks so we flew up there you were clearly like very destroyed i was by so that. sad and I remember my dad my dad was like all right just let him throw it in the garbage we'll buy you the exact same shit when we get there well, yeah I, I think your parents were talking about like okay we'll, we'll call them and everything afterwards like they they won't have thrown yeah. it out. we'll call them and make sure like oh, ask yeah. them to like keep it there until we get back or something see what we can do and then we we got up to queensland we ended up calling the airport and whoever was on the phone was like oh i don't know why they did that we'll like go and get it for the for you but the garbage had already been taken out so i just lost that yeah. whole setup um but I, I remember them literally putting it in the garbage like in front of Oh man, it's so, <laughs> so heartbreaking. It's too much wood. It's too it's too yeah. dangerous. You could kill people <laughs> with trucks, man. Don't yeah. they don't want you doing tray flips in the sky. Um that's how you get to heaven. Uh, oh, but yeah. mm-hmm. they uh, when we got up to Queensland, <laughs> I ended up buying a new setup from this this skate shop and like Joel and I ended up buying shirts like with the Skate Source brand on it from that guy too because it was just like the guy had been so nice to us and it, yeah it was just so cool yeah he was just really nice I actually still we were just like, I still follow him on yeah, Instagram you follow him on Instagram yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah, I remember he was like so like I don't know and this is what makes sort of these sort of uh, subcultures so incredible to me. A lot of the time is the like immediate engagement you get when yeah. you come on, c- come at people at the same sort of level yeah. of, of of being interested in the same thing, and the sort of dynamic is they just like ask you a bunch of questions about first of all your whole life and second of all like what your interests are for that particular thing. So I remember him being like, "Hey, when did you like discover skating and and what sort of like skating do you like to do like to street or whatever?" And then he, he was like. You should go over to the skate park and like have a skate. Yeah. It's great. And we were we, so scared. Or at least I was. We were scared <laughs> as fuck to go to that skate yeah. park because everyone was like so good, yeah. and it was like a beach town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But Drew, so Drew and I have been skating a lot recently. Drew, do you want to talk about the skate spot that we found recently? What we were doing there? Yes, please. Yeah. Um. Well, basically, you've been doing drugs, haven't you? Yeah, we've been doing basically, up, we found the spot, clips. and we're like, God, I just need to do some drugs <laughs> nah we found this spot um it's just like underneath uh flemington bridge and it seems as though it's been set up in some certain ways for skating um yeah one thing that is not like set up abandoned? for skating is the uh, massive drain because my board did go in there and now my trucks uh, yeah my bearings creepy water. don't spin too well yeah. Um, no, it's no. this but huge there was some rails drain. and stuff like that, which yeah. is really, really great because they are good for skating. Yeah. It's like this, yeah. this probably like, there's like a good kilometer of it when it's really wide, this huge storm drain and it's all like flat concrete. Some of it's like kind of cracked, but like the first day that we went there, we just skated along the storm drain for like a couple of kilometers. And like, we saw a couple of spray painters doing this like 
beautiful spray painting. And then the next day when we went back, we saw someone who had an easel and like a painting set up and they were painting the wall that the spray painters had Amazing. just finished the day before. And like we found a, um, we just found this big uh, metal pipe with concrete on the end and dragged that out and skated that for a couple of hours. And, and there's like, as Drew said, there's a few setups where people have surely just like skaters have come there with concrete and just like built their own obstacles on like yeah, in it's the absolutely middle of this like not professionally fight. done but it's definitely yeah. it's like solid in the ground yeah diy yeah yeah, yeah. um which actually so that's amazing man. links to I, I gotta go there yeah absolutely yeah, we're, we're trying to incredible. trying to get everyone there um Links to another spot that we've been skating recently, um, the Tannery DIY Skate Park in Preston, is it? Yeah, which is just, like, these two rails at this one spot, like, more than tenfold. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah the, the Tannery DIY is, like, a big empty lot that a bunch of, I think a bunch of, like, local people just got, like, got together and bought the lot like, I don't know, in the 90s or something. And then over the last 20 years, they've just been, like, local concreters and stuff have just been volunteering and building up this skate park, like, ramp by ramp. And and literally, like, you can follow it on Instagram, Tannery DIY. They will post stories all the time of, like, okay, we've got this new obstacle that's, like, drying, like, don't skate it this week or something. And and they, like, we our good friend May, her band played a um, gig at the skate park a couple of weeks ago or a, about a month ago now. But it's just, like, part of that whole, like, wholesome sort of skate culture you know it's it's um, just great yeah. a fact check on the so time giving. of the development of that i'm pretty sure that was started during covid it's like are you serious very very new oh wow dude it I must have just been like a lot of skaters old. and like wow. concrete enthusiasts <laughs> concrete i wonder enthusiasts. i wonder i wonder who like put the money behind it yeah. it's all donations i remember i would it's always like go these. oh really yeah oh that's so sick because i would watch these like things similar to that on youtube back in the day of a lot of the times it would be a gofundme or sometimes it would be like v and when it was v it was like legitimate contract contractors that would come in and like not really understand what the fuck they were building (laughs) but like just like take 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 um take uh pointers and and follow the the instructions of skateboarders or when it was like spo- like a gofundme situation it would just be a bunch of like really scraggly like dudes that <laughs> that like like seemingly don't have a job and just live to skate yeah. and they would just like come there with their limited skills and con- pro concrete everywhere yeah. and it just ends up i don't know there's something to me about i don't want like a totally smooth perfect skate park at all no i want it to be like kind of fucked up yeah it's gonna have some because character. that just makes the skating so much more satisfying. especially considering you guys just both have more of a history with um street skateboarding it sort of turns yeah. the yeah. the skate park element into more of a street feeling yeah yeah it's it's a it's like a middle ground yeah and absolutely that is part of the reason it's like perfect yeah. to me those diy spots yeah because it's kind of like it, the, the i found one of my favorite parts of skateboarding is like especially when we were little kids living out in the country is like getting the train up to the city with like four or five of us and bringing our skateboards and we just spend the day like skating around the city looking for these like getting kicked dodgy, out of places. Yeah, yeah, looking for these like dodgier yeah. spots like stair sets or whatever. And you know, they're not meant for skating, but you just you just try and you just see what you can get out of it, right? And like the the dodgy skate park stuff is 
I, I, it gives me that feel. Like, it feels like, you know, you might not be meant to skate it this way, but you're still just going to fucking try it. You know, like, that's great. Um, what you said, sure. Joel, about um, getting kicked out of places. Um, that was I'm, such I'm a... I'm glad they put a fair bit of that element into yes. the movie because yeah, it's such a movie. large part of um, totally. of skating. Just considering, like, um, I think it was a clip of Nicole Smith that I saw one time. It may not have been, but yeah. he was explaining the fact that, like, when somebody on film is saying, don't skate here, like, it just makes the desire to skate it so much more because of the culture. Yes. And it's yeah. like the more that they fight it. Yeah, that's and, what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, once, actually, they, yeah. once they make the uh, the trick on film, it just it just amplifies the effectiveness yeah. of it by so much. For real, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like you gotta you gotta feel sorry for some of those people who think that they're like you know that they're having some sort of effect on these people. You know, like like mm-hmm. especially people who are like yelling shit. Like they they don't seem to care about the property or something. They're just like, I'm worried you're gonna get hurt or something. Like, please don't do this. <laughs> you're like, no, but yeah. I, it's part of skateboarding. You're gonna get <laughs> fucked up. You're right. But... I'm gonna stop skating forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so this is literally like like. In the opening of, I'm pretty sure Godspeed, it's Nikel. Yeah, it is Godspeed. Uh, talking very in depth with this random property owner, and the first thing she says is something along the lines of, I, "I, if you get hurt, I don't want you to sue us." And he like, you can tell he's holding back to the fact that he gets paid millions of dollars a year, <laughs> <laughs> like to do this. And they clearly like they never know they. People that are like confronting these uh, the skaters in this situation do, have no way of really knowing like that that sort of fact of like oh this is a business that is like at your yeah, doorstep yeah, yeah. or whatever it yeah. is that is doing their job yeah. and he's pretty much he like breaks down the entire relationship he explains the entire situation and how it goes down every single time and they're sort of just like lost for words <sighs> and then she just comes back with something like. Well, I don't really want you to do it anyway. I don't care. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, that's what you me- are meant to say." And he's like, appreciated, appreciative of like getting to that point. It's so funny. Like he's clearly uh, done these conversations so many times yeah. that now he like is able to walk the person through all these like years that he's spent uh, to to the end point. Yeah, and and the moments like that in this movie are, are what makes it so. And I keep saying this like so genuine. But it's true because when you do watch a skate film, like that's half the skate film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like obviously you come there for the tricks, yeah. but the real almost 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 as much as the actual tricks is the entertainment value comes from like the 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 skaters fighting in between yeah, yeah, <laughs> in, in between like or like like I don't know them doing some illegal a shit cop or, falling or, over or getting hurt is one big one <laughs> yeah like, or just like grabbing a bottle and smashing against a yeah. wall yeah <laughs> so yeah. can I just say if anyone is interested in like also uh, interested in that side of skate videos there is a series that uh, like big skate companies do every year. I don't even know if they still do it, but it's called King of the Road. Um, King of the Road is the best. Yeah, thing Thrasher does. Thrasher <laughs> does this this yearly thing called King of the Road, where it's basically like they get major skateboarding companies uh, and they get the these big teams of skaters, 
and they basically have this like list of challenges that that Thrasher gives them all, and the challenges will be like wacky sh- Like there'll be a lot of skate stuff. Obviously, find someone who looks exactly like you and make. Yeah, out. exactly. There'll be so <laughs> yeah. much of that shit. It'll be like get a get a board slide on a car or something, and then like yeah. kiss uh thirteen people in an hour or some shit. Or like it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like the um we're all white and skate in the dirt. It's like if Jackass <laughs> did more skateboarding. That's what King of the Road is. It's just like yeah, and that's what Jackass was built. Y- yeah, was, totally. Was created for yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just yeah, like, but it's so also like um, entertaining. Yeah, I don't. Have you guys seen Godspeed? Yeah. No, what is it? It's just a watch skate it. uh, skate video. Just watch it. Yeah, okay. It's just a really good. It skate. Is, oh yeah, by illegal sip. So last yeah. last thing, do you guys? What are your favorite skate clips that you you would want to share with people? Oh, uh, I wish I was prepared. You don't, you don't I, I, because I because I'm so like removed now. I've just started re like watching a lot of skate content and I'm really like fucked up that I can't skate really, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, I can't really, can't really tell you. I I will say, um, was it passport? Yeah. I was going to, that's what I would say. Any, any passport stuff where they're actually in Melbourne is just like blows me away because, you know, I've been there, you know? I think the 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 passport video that I would I was going to say is probably my favorite is, um, one that a friend showed me quite recently. I think it's called, um, kitsch or something like that but um yeah it's incredible to see like local spots just be like teared up like yeah. so well yeah it's so it's cool insane um, so good yeah like we 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 skate at the melbourne museum sometimes and passports in some of those passport melbourne videos they have clips like of the spots that we skate at melbourne museum and it's like you know we they are skating a thousand times cooler shit yeah. than we are but like we're like oh i skated that same spot i skated that same thing <laughs> Um, but I, my, and I'm like, I've walked there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On top of that, my, the Melbourne Museum doesn't have any real like structures that are skatable, but no, they, like, make certain things skatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. Um, my, I think my Ingenuity, favorite, man. my favorite skate part is which I've showed to both of you, I'm sure. Um, Time Trap by Evan Smith is just like yeah. so fucking cool. The music in it is great. The Evan Smith is insane in it like oh man the evan smith evan, the evan smith <laughs> the evan smith it's the best evan smith you've seen yeah um i really wish i like had the uh, the i could remember like the actual skate parts parts that i really enjoyed because there was a few that i remember that are like uh, i if i yeah the yeah the when you get find one that you really like resonate with or is just particularly fucking gnarly it's some of the greatest things you can see in your entire life because it's like that level of skill thing of like of density of skill because this individual has been skating for sometimes like 20 years or even more and they've gotten to the to the peak of what is possible you know it's at that point in skateboarding yeah. and it's just an entire showcase of that yeah. of a skill that is just totally alien <laughs> to anyone in their in their in their everyday life like literally at most people's it i would say 50 percent of people that ever try skateboarding stop after they learn to ollie or even before that they get on the board and like oh fuck this is uncomfortable it, it i can't stand on this appreciation board. to the clips you see when you realize that like, yeah how, how most things really how difficult for, it really it's is just like yeah it's, it's just like so difficult and yeah when you see it's just someone like, like you can't even stand on a skateboard 
and you can barely stand on a skateboard yeah. it's like yeah yeah i can't be real it's crazy. yeah it's like all, all of yeah. the all the clips that we are getting right now which are like very very basic shit it'd be like a little board slide or like a 180 off a ledge or something when you're doing it and you know you you've put in all of these hours of practice behind it and you finally land that ledge or whatever you're like this is incredible this clip's gonna look so cool and then you look at the clip and it's just like some baby shit like (laughs) it looks like nothing exactly (laughs) like with stevie in the movie doing that like shitty little ollie it's like yeah it's it's more of a feeling of just like accomplishing each stepping stone as totally And you figure out that most skateboarders that you're actually going to end up watching a, a clip at are doing uh, are skating so fucking fast. Like, yeah. like whenever you actually end up getting a clip, you're going like at a fucking snail's pace. Yeah, at, 100%. Uh, like relative to what is actually going on in a, like a real professional skateboarder's uh, tricks yeah. and stuff. Uh, before we um, wrap up, I want to talk about... Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to, how far I wanted to go into this sort of stuff because it's so personal, but I'll, I'll you know, I'll feel it do out. Do it! Um, they do, a, like, a good example is uh, self-harm, right? This movie sort of explores self-harm in, in, as Matt was saying, a very, like, child's perspective of what that is way, which is, like, you just don't understand it. It's just something you do, and you never talk about it until, like, years later. Or you might even forget that you even fucking yeah. did it until you yeah. see, like, this movie, and you're like, holy shit, I used to do such and such to my body to hurt myself for God knows why, and things like that. And particularly for me, there's, there's the self-harm. There's also, like at a very young age getting into substances yeah. and things like yeah. that and just not understanding the real effect of that, of those. Um, and regardless of like what society or what even your parents might say, you're so at ends to that, um, that it doesn't really matter what they say really in, in a way because, or at least for me, it didn't because you're like, I'm still going to do this thing. Yeah. And uh, that thing, those moments are so, like, life-defining. In fact, when you do it, do things, like, for another example, like, uh, a sexual thing at a, a young age, um, like, that this movie showcases um, and is, like, some of the most confronting or uh, shit in the movie, it's, like... When you're that young doing that stuff, you just don't understand why it's an issue. I agree completely. What, 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 yeah. The exact way. What is wrong about it? Yeah, and the way that they have gone about introducing self-harm is, like, one of the best ways that they could possibly do it because... It's just, like, random. Yeah, and it was either my brother or, or our friend who stated this when he was rubbing the brush on his leg when he was about to steal the money. One of them just said, like, what is he doing? Like, I don't get it. And yeah. I think that's yeah. a great way to include self-harm because it, as you said, like, it it doesn't necessarily come in a way that's understood. Yeah. Especially. And it's not addressed. And it's not, it doesn't have to be something yep. explicit for it to be real. Like, totally. nothing, like, entirely explicit for it to be real. It can be something like. It's. I've like that to go into like a personal detail for me it would be something of I thought I was doing something dumb or whatever and I had self-hatred and that might be 
that might look it would look very similar to what the scene would look like for example he steals the money and then he grabs the brush and and starts uh self-harming for me it's like i misspoke to something to someone and then i go in the next room or like i don't even go in the room i just like start slamming my head against a wall and they're like what the fuck are you doing but it's like literally a direct thing but when you don't understand that thought process or the what's going on in inside the like i didn't understand it either yeah it's like what is even happening yeah you know and and i think movies the sort of language of a film and why it's so important is when you see it in this context you're able to understand it and i think even as a kid if you watched it you'll be able you'll be able to understand that like for example for example the substance thing why it's so negative because the what draws you into substances at least for me as a kid was one like being mentally ill and two just thinking that it was cool yeah because in a way and this is the fact of the matter in a way it is really cool to like have self-explorations for a substance or whatever it is or it's associated with art and especially something like that as a kid you're not going to feel the ramifications of all of that for years and years and years for Mm -hmm. like almost all of those substances that you're taking like smoking you know starting to smoke cigarettes when you're 11 you're not going to start to feel that like oh, I can't run long distances anymore because my lungs are fucked up until you're older. And so yeah. that long-term yeah. stuff, like, because you have no gauge of long-term when you're a kid, right? Like, you start to get it more as you're older and you, you've lived longer. But, like, when you're fucking 11 years old, you're not thinking about, like, oh, I wonder how this will affect me in my 30s. Like, All you think is sure. smoke dart, be a cool, cool kid. Totally, because that's a priority, right? Like... Oh, and man. I just want to say to any younger younger listeners, please stop real. listening to this podcast. Just smoke we say darts. too many just smoke smokes. Darts. We say too many smokes. Please smoke darts. But and before eat you ass. do that, steal your parents' credit card and go buy cigarettes. <laughs> go buy cigarettes. Get in. Get on your friends' shoulders. Use hairbrushes to do <laughs> kickflips. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. make sure to um, always. Cool. <laughs> that's true. I thought he was smoking crack for a minute. That's yeah, that's oh right. What are you doing there? He was, like, he was like, what the fuck? It was... He like just started drinking alcohol and now he's smoking <laughs> fucking... Yes. Yeah. Smoking meth or something. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And always... That scene is so like... It fucking... Uh, I don't it's know. I related to an, a lot of the shit in, the, in a little way, but the, like literally you can just... Just from... I don't know, a composition standpoint of everyone being a certain height and him being much shorter than all of those <laughs> <Yeah>. heights. <laughs> and it's just like every uh, that scene where um, it's showing the progression of the party and they like switching positions and there's quick cuts uh-huh. between the positions of all of them in the, in the one spe- in the one like angle in the room, them being in the different positions. And it's like, you like, I don't know. F- for me, it's like, Oh Wow. I was so out of my depths and I just didn't fucking understand what the fuck I was doing yeah. at certain times. Um, and it makes you like really think about how if I was to go, if I was to be Nakel in this situation and to see me as a kid or to see Sonny in this situation, you'd just be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. Why is why is this kid here? Why are we giving him weed? <laughs> I know, I know. I, yeah. I'm... I really like that scene as well because... All of the cuts are within the kitchen and it just shows like for yeah. any person who is having a night drinking or doing any substance, a lot of the time it's like a long 
period of time spent in a small space, just like yeah. consuming substances yeah. and totally. using that and space. Just sort of like spinning around with different people like yeah. Yeah, going yeah, from yeah. one to the next to the next especially when you're younger for me it's like become actually an, even an issue for me like I, I, I have a real issue with like talking to someone new and going up to people but when you're at that stage where it's just like all it's just totally discover discoverability yeah. like that's all that you're doing is discovering yeah. you're just like hey uh, chick, hey, dude, hey, whatever. Like, let's fucking talk about <laughs> hey guys. tech deck. Kitchen's or whatever. still here. Let's talk about the kitchen. <laughs> hey, chair. Hey, table. Hey, ceiling. <laughs> Drew, that is something you would actually say at a real party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I'd get told to fuck off. <laughs> Stop fucking talking hey, about kitchen. the kitchen. How's every guy? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Then I ask right. a chair in the kitchen, um, how the people What's this are chair doing in the kitchen? There's Who still are all you? these people here. Shake a chair. Anyway, it's time for yeah. bed. Um, it's we only did like a, eight we, o'clock. We did a movie. We did a movie, and we watched. Does it. anyone have any quotes they want to say? Um, Sunburn. Yes. Sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck shit. <laughs> Fuck shit, shit. That was dope. Fuck. <laughs> Did I say you sunburn? know that guy gets That's like fuck fault. shit yelled out at him on the oh, streets all funny. the time. He's a model, do you know? Because he's <laughs> fucking beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to his hair. Yes. His name's oh, Olin God Olin Primat. Um, one of my favorite quotes would be Jesus smoked cool. Jesus smoked cool. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that interaction with yeah, the fucking um, yeah, with the security guard is great. the rent a cop. The rent a cop. Yeah. yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. Um, so real. Awesome. Yeah, this is a good movie. Shout out to. Uh, uh, skateboarding A24. and A24. Now, I think A24 need less shoutouts than they did because I'm pretty sure they're getting, um, si- they're having success, which means we have to stop liking them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're having the same is- issue with Spotify. Spotify is doing a bunch of shady shit. And since I'm on Spotify, I'm going to speak up. Stop it. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop it. Stop doing all that shady Please shit, stop man. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, Stop paying Joe Rogan so much money. <laughs> All right. You can follow the Instagram, the podcast Instagram at, on Instagram at, at Drew McLean. No. no, Drew, you're <laughs> actually not allowed to. Um, what the fuck? We've blocked you. We, on we all spoke accounts. to the ISS and it's very, they don't want you to do it. Um, and I've on. spoken to the IRA and they say <laughs> the IRA <laughs> did we both mean to say the IRS even though that has nothing to do with <laughs> that's fine I just spit out a bunch of shout water. out international space station <laughs> um, um, yeah you can shout out to ICP the insane clown posse <laughs> those are my boys whoop whoop <laughs> Shout out to ING, the bank. Nah, not shout out. Fuck you, bank. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at shout out Jill. Podcast, uh, and you can follow me on Instagram at mm, smells good with two M's. Uh, you guys also have Instagrams. You can follow me yeah. when I'm walking down the street and you see me. Mm. Um, but don't, don't follow to too close because he might notice. Yeah, don't. Mm, you can find me on Tinder in 2015. You can find me on <laughs> Bumble tomorrow. See you there. Oh, really? Yeah. It's I have to be there. <laughs> to say, so sad I, have, I have a Bumble class I have to go to. <laughs> um, uh, I just want to say that, like, first of all, I'm bisexual. And second of all, don't fucking thank people. That's faggot as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so funny. That was That's the great. most ridiculous 
<laughs> Fucking. Yeah. I love that bit so much. <laughs> and then later, Nuck is like, of course you can thank what people. That's just like common yeah, human common decency. Manners, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, the only thing to say is, fuck shit. That was dope. Mm-hmm. See, I love you. Love you. <laughs> Excellent.